MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here with you, it is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. The NFL Super Wild Card Weekend will wrap up with Monday Night Football coming up tonight between the Rams and the Cardinals from SoFi Stadium, the site of this year's Super Bowl. The Rams currently a three and a half point favorite with a total of 49. I mentioned it earlier, I will continue to sing. Uh, the same song, and that is the over is the play for the game tonight. Uh, both these games uh, previously between these two teams did go over this posted total of 49. I wouldn't be surprised if some late money comes in and pushes this thing over. I think the Rams, with the issues that they have in their secondary, will lead to some big plays for the Cardinals. And I think the Rams are going to make some big plays of their own down the field, especially in the play action role and uh, a prop that we talked about earlier with um, Jason Weingarten is Cam Akers. Anytime touchdown is at plus 200 right now on DraftKings. Cam Akers returning from the injury. He's fresh, he's healthy, and uh, he could have an impact here on this team in this postseason. Uh, Cam Akers to score a touchdown plus 200 up on DraftKings right now. But it's Martin Luther King Day, and with that, uh, a lot of people are off from work. But the sports world is very, very busy. We have a full slate of NBA games beginning at 12.30 Eastern time. We also have a nice slate of NHL games beginning at 1 o'clock Eastern time. So... Busy sports day here on MLK Day. Let's talk about the NBA games that we have up on the schedule. The action starts Pelicans at the Celtics. Celtics are six and a half point favorites in that game. It's actually down to five and a half up on DraftKings right now. You have the Hornets at the Knicks. The Knicks are one and a half point favorites. Sixers at the Wizards. And uh, Sixers are two-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. The Nets at the Cavs. The Cavs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Pacers at the Clippers. Clippers are a one-point favorite. Bulls at the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are a six-point favorite. 
The Bucks at the Hawks. Uh, Milwaukee is a four-point favorite on the road. Um, that game is the nationally televised game on TNT. Atlanta has hosted the MLK Day game, I think it's 16 straight years now. Uh, they will honor Dr. Martin Luther King's special uniforms, court design, all that stuff is going to be a special moment there in Atlanta um, honoring Dr. Martin Luther King. The Bucks are a four-point favorite over the Hawks there in Atlanta. You have the Blazers at the Magic. Blazers laying one. Heat are at home against the Raptors. Miami is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Mavericks are hosting the Thunder. Dallas is a 10-point favorite. You have the Suns at the Spurs. Suns are a four-point favorite. And then the nightcap is going to be the Lakers hosting the Jazz. And the Jazz are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I can tell you right now, early on, I like a little bit of chalk on this schedule. I like the Celtics at home against the Pelicans. I like the Knicks at home against the Hornets. Um, Sixers at the Wizards. I would lean Sixers. Nets, Cavs, just don't know. Obviously, Brooklyn dealing, you know, no Kevin Durant. Um, Bulls, Grizzlies, I got to lean Memphis. Memphis just had their winning streak snapped. But the Bulls, something's not right with them. They have, uh, they haven't looked good without Zach Levine over the past couple of games. Um, And so I got to take advantage of that and go with the Grizzlies. There's something about the Hawks that makes me want to take them. You know, at home, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, um, special ceremony, special jerseys, just playing with that sense of pride, kind of, mm, just, just gives me a little bit of a little bit of that emotional feeling here in the game. If we're just talking basketball wise, they're, they're going to lose to the Bucks. But there, you know, could be something about them coming out at home, maybe playing with the heightened emotions. But just pure basketball wise, this is a team that's lost five straight games, and they just they don't look good right now. Then again, this could be their one moment. Their this is their championship here at home against the defending NBA champs on MLK Day. The Bucks got to see what their uh, injury um, situation is going to be, who's going to play, and if anybody misses the game or whatnot. But uh, that could be a situational spot if you want to wager on that here on um, your schedule on Monday. For the NHL, the action starts with the Red Wings at the Sabres. Detroit is minus 135, total of 5.5. Wild Avalanche. The Avs are minus 230 in this one. Total of six and a half. And I could see it getting there. Um, Minnesota's kind of been, you know, they haven't played a lot. They play a game, then they had a couple of games postponed, then they play a game, then they have a couple of games postponed, then they play a game. Very hard for them to get in a rhythm. Last time, though, we saw them out. They scored four goals in the third period, and they beat the Ducks 7-3. to three. The, the Avalanche, meanwhile, we know what they're capable of scoring. 
they've played back-to-back games against the Coyotes, one of which they were minus 600, six and change. The puck line was two and a half. They didn't cover, by the way. They won 4-3 in a shootout, but then they took it to them the second game of that home-and-home, and they beat them 5 to nothing. But this is a team that is scoring goals uh, as well at a high clip, and uh, I think they'll take care of business at home, little afternoon matinee there in Colorado, and uh, I do expect there to be goals uh, on the scoreboard. Uh, speaking of those Coyotes, they are at home against the Canadiens, and they are actually favored, minus 115, total of 5.5. You got the um, Kings at the Sharks. L.A. is minus 115 on the road, total of 5.5. Blackhawks cracking. Chicago minus 110, total of 5.5. Flyers at the Islanders. Islanders minus 175, total of 5.5. Predators at the Blues. St. Louis minus 130, total of 6. Penguins at the Golden Knights. Vegas minus 115 with a total of 6. Vegas hasn't played since their loss in the shootout to the Maple Leafs that was um, about a week ago. So they had their last two games postponed. So they're finally back in action here, this time against the Penguins. Uh, Pittsburgh, meanwhile, coming off um, a win in San Jose, uh, you know, just um, on Saturday. So it's going to be fun. Fun day of sports. An important day to remember what you know we're honoring, obviously, Dr. Martin Luther King, but lots of NBA and NHL action getting started bright and early at uh, 9.30 local time here in Vegas, but you know 12.30 Eastern time, the early game between the Celtics and the Pelicans. And I wonder if there's a play on the total between the Celtics and the Pelicans there. 12.30 early game... After the weekend, total is 216 and a half. You know, I think about the the Christmas Day games, and I've always bet the under in the first game, the Christmas Day game. And it's usually always the Knicks playing in that game. They did it this year, but, you know, in previous years, the Knicks have played, then they took a couple years off. Uh, the under in the first game, on Christmas Day, seem to always come in. And this game is kind of similar to 12-30 tip in Boston between the Celtics and the Pelicans. You know, these teams aren't used to that. And so I could see them coming out a little bit cold to start the day. So 216.5 Pelicans-Celtics, total of 217 between the Hornets and the Knicks. That's a 1 o'clock tip-off there in in, uh, Madison Square Garden. So maybe that leads to some low scores, the early tip-offs. Think about it. It's a 1230 tip at TD Garden. These players are getting to the arena. You know, if they get there two hours before the game, they're getting there at 1030. You know, uh, I don't know how many hours they get there before the game, but it's going to be an early morning for uh, the Pelicans and the Celtics. Um, Boston played uh, the other night, and they beat the Bulls. Again, the Bulls are struggling, man. You know, just looking back at that game, like, 
Bulls without Zach Levine, and they barely lost. That was uh, Celtics won 114-112. That was on uh, Saturday. The Pelicans were in Brooklyn. They lost 120-105. to So both teams were off here on Sunday. But Monday morning, bright and early, TD Garden, 12.30 Eastern tip between the Celtics and the Pelicans. I lean Celtics and the under in that matchup. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's get back into the NFL's super wild card weekend. Okay, keep an eye on this Rams and uh, Cardinals game while taking a look ahead to what's going down on the divisional round. This is the look ahead right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. If we want to take a look at the betting splits, uh, let's see if we have an update on what's going on with the playoffs here. 51% of the bets and 62% of the handle as of earlier on Sunday. Uh, We're on the Rams at minus three and a half. So that means 49% of the bets, 38% of the handle 
on the Cardinals at plus three and a half. The over was at 49 and a half, 69% of the bets and 68% of the handle on the over. And uh, that is what we are sitting at here, or what we were on Sunday. The total now is actually 49. And am I a sucker for liking the over? Like, I'm sorry. Every time I look at this game, I just see points being scored between both of these teams. Could it start out slow? Sure. It could be tightly contested. But um, let's kind of take a look at what we've seen so far. I mean, maybe look, the 49ers-Cowboys, to me, I thought that game was going over. It went under. 23-17 was the final score there as there was just 40 points scored. But that game, in my opinion, had so many missed opportunities and bad plays that led to it not being high scoring. And I thought after the 49ers scored on the first drive that I'm like, this game is clearly shooting over. And then it's 10 nothing, and it's 13-7 in the first half. It's 16-7 to in the first half when the Cowboys had an opportunity to go down the field and get points before the half. But yet they bite themselves every, again and again. There was a penalty uh, on a play that pushed them back from first and 10 to first and 20, and then they're behind the chains, and they have to punt, and they don't get any points. That could have changed the game right there. Then in the second half, Dak Prescott throws an interception, and the 49ers then score. Jimmy G throws a terrible interception, and then all the opportunities there after the game was 23-17, I thought, you know, had a chance to, uh, to, to get points on the board, and game goes under. So could the Cardinals and the Rams play a similar game and go under? They could. I just don't see it happening. I think both of these teams score and score often. The Rams are really banged up in their secondary. The Cardinals, I think, will take advantage of that. Kyler Murray's running ability will allow them to convert on some key third downs. And I think the Rams will find success on the ground with Sony Michelle and Cam Akers. And I think that they will make big plays down the field. The first time these two teams played, it was 37 to 20. The second time these two teams played, it was 30 to 23. We're getting a very similar outcome here tonight. We're getting a 30 to 23, a 30 to 26. We're getting that type of game. So the winner of this game will have 
30 or more points. And I do believe that we go over the total of 49. And I actually think that there is a chance that this game could go into overtime. Right now, up on DraftKings, is there a prop that we can find? Because, yes, to go to overtime, plus 1,100. I'm telling you, I got a feeling. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the plus 1100 to go to overtime little a little uh little coffee money little pizza money on this game to go to overtime if it does hey it'll pay for a, a bet later in the week why not um i just think that this is going to be a tight game i really do i really think that this is going to be a tight game decided by a field goal so if you like a side, I think the number is right for the Cardinals at plus three and a half. Um, if you're on the Rams, just take them on the money line. I really do think that this is a very close game. But I'm especially more, more most confident that it goes over the posted total. Show me 24-24 overtime. And this thing is... Decided in overtime. We go into overtime with a total of 48. You're guaranteed to hit the over. In fact, all you need is 21-21. And because eh, then it could land on, you know, could land on 45. If only one team does score. So, okay, give me 20. Give me 23-23. 23-23 overtime, you're guaranteed to push. That's all you need. And I think both of these teams can easily score 23. But uh, I do believe that we will get um, an over game. As far as player props in this one, uh, touchdown scores, I think Cam Akers plus 200 is very interesting. I would take a flyer on that. Um, I think Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown, plus 210 is Fun as well. Passing props. Matthew Stafford, 272.5. I like his over. Passing touchdowns. Both players are at over under one and a half. For Kyler, it's plus 110. For Stafford, it's minus 210. Interceptions. Kyler is at plus 105. Stafford, minus 130 to have an interception. Here's a fun one. Um, Kyler Murray, over 38 and a half rushing yards. That's one that I think we get to see. The first time these two teams met, Kyler Murray rushed six times for 39 yards. The second time these two teams played, he had seven carries for 61 yards. His total right now on DraftKings is 38 and a half. He had this season, if we just go back and go last game of the season, 
5 for 35, 9 for 44, 4 for 74. The game against Detroit, 4 for 3, nothing there. Against the Rams, 7 for 61, 10 for 59. He had 6 for 21 against Green Bay, just 6 for 10 against Houston. That was a blowout. Um, No real rushing numbers against Cleveland or San Francisco. Um, This is also when Kyler was kind of, you know, banged up and he wasn't, whatever, wasn't himself, all those things. But lately, last three games of the season, Four for 74, nine for 44, five for 35. The two games against the Rams, seven for 61 and six for 39. So he has gone over the 38 and a half both times against the Rams. The last three games to end the season, he has rushed the ball for over that yardage. Kyler Murray over 38 and a half is the move for the props. Absolutely love that. Cooper Cup's receiving yardage is at 106.5. Odell Beckham Jr., 46.5. So interesting numbers there for Cooper Cup and for OBJ. Uh, but I'm playing the over, and I love that Kyler Murray over rushing prop. Uh, we will talk about maybe a little more props if there's any other ones here that jump off the screen to me. Maybe like a Van Jefferson over 35 and a half. All it takes is one catch, and he's going to get there, right? Because he's a deep threat. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott Sadenberg back here with you is the uh, look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. When you uh, take a look here at the way that the NFL playoffs is shaping up, um, we saw favorites go four and one in the five games over the weekend with the only underdog covering and winning, obviously, is the San Francisco 49ers. The favorites uh, at home this weekend in the divisional round will be the Packers laying five at home to the 49ers, the Titans laying three to the Bengals, the Chiefs at two and a half right now against the Bills, and then the Tampa Bay Bucks will be favored over either the Rams or the Cardinals. Which underdog has the best chance to win? Uh, right away, I think the first glance is the Buffalo Bills, and that's going to be the game that I think is going to draw the most the most action. Everyone is going to look at what you just saw from the Buffalo Bills beating up on the Patriots as badly as they did and wonder if they're going to be able to do the same against the Chiefs. I think that what the Chiefs did, and look, the Steelers, they're not good. 
And you knew that was going to be a blowout. But the way that they were able to just move right down the field and score at will against the strength of the Steelers team, which is their defense. And the Steelers did make one play. It was that crazy wild card snap. And, you know, T.J. Watt picks up the scoop and score. Great job there. Congratulations. First career touchdown. The strength of the Steelers team is the defense, and the Chiefs scored five touchdowns in 10 minutes. (laughs) It was unbelievable. It was a clinic. And that's not going to be the case against the Bills. It's going to be a, a, a much more competitive game. But I find it hard to bet against this version of the Kansas City Chiefs. Because over the second half of the season, they have been a much different team, both offensively and defensively. The first couple of weeks of the season, the Chiefs were, they they couldn't get out of their own way. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was turning the football over. They started the season, what were they, two and three? And then, you know, they lose to the Titans, an ugly game. And that's really when the season kind of turned around for them. Yes, they had the win over the Packers in the uh, Jordan Love game. But from week six on, and this is where you have to be impressed with the Kansas City Chiefs and think about them in a different way when it comes to this matchup against the Bills versus the last time where they played the Bills which was the fifth week of the season when they uh, lost 38-20. After that moment, and for the remainder of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs were the best defense in football. They only allowed 16 or so points per game. And it's been that good of a second half of the season. As a whole, the Bills this year, they are the best defense in football. They allow 6, 17 points per game on the season. But the Chiefs defense has been better in the second half of the season. Well, really from week six on. There was, I mean, look at these totals. 17 against the Giants, 7 against the Packers, 14 against the Raiders, 9 against the Cowboys, 9 against the Broncos, 9 against the Raiders. There was 28 against the Chargers. That changed, that skewed the average. 10 against the Steelers. Then they lose to the Bengals. They allow 34 points before finishing up the season with the win against the Broncos. And look at what they did here in this game. Pittsburgh, their offense couldn't, and their offense couldn't do anything all the whole season anyway. But uh, they did much better in the second half, Pittsburgh, because the game was already at hand. And is the Bills' offense a much bigger test? Absolutely. I mean, this Bills' offense is incredible. And can the Bills score on Casey? They certainly can. But we are going to see a different Kansas City Chiefs team than the one that we saw the first time that these two teams played, which is 
when Cam, when Patrick Mahomes turned the football over three times and the Chiefs knocked themselves out of the game. This Kansas City Chiefs team doing what they did here against the Steelers. And they are just getting started. And I, I just don't think anybody in the AFC is beating them. I think Kansas City goes back to the Super Bowl. And then we see what happens in the Super Bowl against probably the Green Bay Packers. But that still has to play itself out. I will say this, and maybe it's disrespectful to the Titans, and I'll apologize. The winner of the Bills-Chiefs game is going to the Super Bowl. The winner of the Bills-Chiefs game next week is going to the Super Bowl. They will beat the Titans on the road in Nashville, or they'll be at home against the Bengals, and they'll win that game. So, Again, the winner of the Bills and the Chiefs is going to the Super Bowl and winning the AFC. That's my opinion. That's how I feel. In the NFC, the Packers against the 49ers. I don't see the Packers losing. First of all, I I think the Packers are winning the Super Bowl this year. So I don't see them losing any game. But there was nothing about this 49er performance over the Cowboys that makes me change my opinion on that team or think that now they have a better chance to beat the Green Bay Packers. Did they run the ball well on the first drive? Did they have a bunch of chunk plays on that first drive? Yeah. Did they botch several plays? Yeah. But was Debo Samuel electric? Yeah, he was. Did Jimmy throw a bad interception? He did. Defensively, did they suffer injuries to their top players? Yes, they did. Were they helped out by the Cowboys shooting themselves in their foot? Absolutely. The Cowboys' penalties were the difference in that game. And you could talk about the final possession and Dak Prescott botching it and not giving his team a chance and that stupid play call of running the ball there and whatever. But it should have never came down to that. The Cowboys made a stop earlier in the drive that would have gotten them the football back with more time on the clock. But they got called for a defensive holding penalty. Defensive holding on a running play. How many times have you seen that called during the course of this NFL season? I wish I had the numbers of how many defensive holding calls there were on run plays during the regular season. And look, I hated this officiating crew. But on a running play, a defensive holding call, the Cowboys had it called against them twice in this game. 
two defensive holding calls on run plays. But at that moment, that was the difference. There was a minute 38 on the clock. The Cowboys had two timeouts left. They stop Debo Samuel for no gain. It's about to be third and nine with a minute 38 on the clock or a minute 31 on the clock. If the Cowboys stop them there, they call their third timeout, they get the football back with over a minute left in much better field position than what they did. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's the look ahead here on Visa. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets, emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network tonight. Monday Night Football will wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. The Rams hosting the Cardinals. Uh, line is 33.5 with a total of 49. And I am on the over in this game rather than picking a side. I am on the over. The last two times these two teams played, the games did go over 49. And uh, I'm also on Kyler Murray over 38.5 rushing yards. Available now up on DraftKings and 
I wouldn't be surprised if by the time this thing kicks off, that prop gets a little higher. Uh, but Kyler Murray over his rushing total. And I am on the uh, over in the Cardinals and the Rams. If you're looking for some fun um, touchdown scoring props in this one, I think Kyler Murray is live at plus 210 to score a touchdown rushing. And Cam Akers is plus 200. I like that as well. Um, He is healthy. He returned from his injury. He contributed a little bit last week. I think he will continue to contribute now. Um, Split the time here with Sony Michelle. I can see Cam Akers finding himself into the end zone. He is at plus 200 um, up up on DraftKings right now. So those are kind of two of the touchdown scoring props that I like in this one. Cooper Cup is minus 165. Um, And, uh, you know, we always like to look to see two touchdown scores. What's more fun than a guy scoring twice, right? So, you know, so much fun to do it again. Uh, Cooper Cup plus 310. Sony Michelle plus 550. James Conner plus 750. Let's see. Kyler plus 1,200 if you think he's going to rush it in twice. Cam Akers plus 1,200 as well. Uh, I would also take a flyer here if you're looking for a little longer payout. Zach Ertz anytime touchdown plus 225. And that's about it. There's no one really in the larger. How about this? Cardinals defense. Plus 550. Cardinals defense plus 550. We know about Matthew Stafford liking to throw pick sixes. Plus, uh, you know, J.J. Watt probably playing in this game. He saw what his little brother did here on Sunday. T.J. with the scoop and score. Maybe J.J. Watt wants to get in on the touchdown party as well. Uh, And uh, the Cardinals defense plus 550 to score a touchdown in this game. That is really, really, I like that's kind of interesting. Um, and then how about a flyer on plus 1,100? Will the game go into overtime? I think we absolutely could see overtime between these two teams. That's how, and listen, both these games that they played earlier in the season were almost mirror images of each other, just opposite. The Cardinals winning the first one, the Rams winning the second one. Turnovers played a big issue in both of those games. And uh, I think that this one could come down to overtime. So, plus 1,100. Fun little sprinkle. Why not? Busy, busy Martin Luther King Jr. Day in sports. Full slate of NBA action. Lots of um, hockey action as well. You have a big matchup coming up in the top 25 of college basketball. It is... A noon Eastern time tip-off between number seven Purdue and number 25 Illinois. The Illini are two-point favorites at home over number seven Purdue. The total is 150. This is a noon Eastern time tip-off. So an early game for both of uh, these teams. And the last time we saw Illinois... They beat Michigan 68-53. to um, That was a low-scoring uh, affair there. Could we get a similar effort? Possibly. Uh, this is a good matchup of two of the top teams in the country and the top two teams in the Big Ten. Purdue 14-2 on the year. Illinois 13-3 on the year. Illinois at home this year has done a very nice job. Uh, they are 
six and zero in the conference, and uh, their only losses they lose they lost to at Marquette, they lost to Cincinnati at um, that game was in Kansas City, and then they lost to number eleven Arizona, and that game was at home in Champaign. So that was the only loss in their own building was the 83-79 loss to Illinois. As for Purdue, uh, 14-2 on the year. They Their loss was at Rutgers, which was just a uh, you know, completely ridiculous uh, buzzer beater by Ron Harper Jr. And then they lost against Wisconsin uh, 74-69. They bounced back from that loss, though, to Wisconsin by beating Penn State. Then they beat Nebraska after uh, the game against Michigan was postponed. And now they match up here at Illinois, um, where Illinois is actually a small two-point favorite in that game. So the Illini, two-point favorites, total of 150, Purdue and Illinois. Noon Eastern time tip-off, 9 a.m. Pacific time tip-off. The NBA will tip off at 12.30 Eastern time from Boston. The Celtics hosting the Pelicans. Uh, Boston laying six points, five and a half. Total 216 and a half. Then uh, at one o'clock Eastern time, it's the Knicks hosting the Hornets. Knicks are a small favorite, two points. Then you have the Sixers at the Wizards. Nets at the Cavaliers. Um, at 3.30 Eastern time, TNT nationally televised. We'll have the Bulls at the Grizzlies in the second game. Of the TNT doubleheader is the Bucks at the Hawks. Atlanta will have you know their special jersey, special court, special ceremony for MLK Day. Atlanta has hosted 16 straight years on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so in a very big game for them, a uh, source of pride for them. Currently, four point dogs to Milwaukee, and uh, the nightcap will feature the Jazz at the Lakers where the Jazz are small favorites in that one. Uh, you see LeBron James uh, actually issued a little bit of an apology. Magic Johnson ripped the Lakers for their performance and uh, things like that. And LeBron has to, you know, kind of make a statement and whatever. Lakers just debacle. You know, until Anthony Davis comes back, I don't know what to make of this team, and I just have no... It's the whole Russell Westbrook thing just never made sense to me. Uh, and the NHL, you got games starting earlier. Puck drop at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Buffalo hosting the Red Wings also. And then uh, that's the early game. The next game after that will be at 3 o'clock Eastern time. The Avalanche and the Wild. And that game features a total of 6.5. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes over. We've seen some... We've seen lots of scoring in the NHL lately. Ever since we kind of have shifted the calendar, shifted to 2022, we've seen a ton of scoring. And, um, you know, I could, I think that game, Wild Avalanche, if we're the play in that game, and let me see what the odds are now. The play in the Wild Avalanche game, is the first period over. Wow, it's at two. Books are adjusting, man. I thought, you know, if you can get a one and a half, 
That would be the move to go if you can get an over-under one-and-a-half on the first period between the Wild and the Avalanche. It's at two right now up on DraftKings. The under is minus 140. The over is plus 110. Uh, It'll probably push. I think we're going to get two goals. So that's where I would look there. If you can see a a one-and-a-half, and it'll be juiced. Don't get me wrong. It'll be juiced. But, um, you know, that's where I would look for that game. But I do like the over six and a half. We've seen a ton of scoring in the NHL, and we'll continue to see a ton of scoring in the NHL. And then uh, I like the over five and a half Flyers and the Islanders, that game at 730 Eastern time. Hey, coming up this morning on Follow the Money, our very own uh, Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, uh, host of the Lombardi line here on VSIM, will join the program at 8 a.m. Eastern. At 9 a.m. Eastern time, Aaron Renning, professional handicapper, will join the program. And then at 930, Jimmy Vaccaro, legendary bookmaker. Uh, You catch him all the time over at the South Point. He will uh, join the program at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Scott Satterberg. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'm going over 49 Rams and the Cardinals and over 38.5 rushing yards for Kyler Murray for Monday Night Football. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.